has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News and World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Regenerative therapies for pain are new and rapidly evolving. This innovative field includes platelet-rich plasma therapy, known as PRP, that was introduced in the 1970s. Since the 1990s, it's been used in orthopedic surgery, plastic surgery, sports medicine, wound care, and pain medicine. In fact, several of these specialties use PRP to enhance wound healing. Human studies are beginning to show the potential for this innovative therapy. In the near future, regenerative treatments may strengthen the ability to manage pain by healing damaged tissue. We'll take a look at this treatment on today's show. PRP enabled Graham McDougall to overcome the effects of 15 years of pain and limitation from an Achilles tendon rupture. Then orthopedist and sports medicine expert Dr. Alan Hirahara explores the details behind this revolutionary but still controversial therapy. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Mylan Pharmaceuticals, Purdue Pharma, Horizon Pharma, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. If you have any questions or comments for Dr. Christo, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. Graham McDougall found himself at a crossroad from a recurring Achilles tendon injury. Surgery was an option, and fortunately, platelet-rich plasma therapy was another. Let's find out how PRP treatments came to his rescue. Graham, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Tell us, what happened to your Achilles tendon? Uh, I had partially ruptured my tendon a number of years ago Uh uh, and then had repeatedly injured it, and it finally got to the point where the injuries were lasting longer, the rehabs were lasting longer, the relief was not very uh, good, and so I need another way out. How bad was it? You get the sharp pain and the pop when it actually happens. Mm -hmm. I was getting a fairly large amount of swelling uh, at that spot. This was the bottom attachment of my right Achilles to my ankle. You know, I mean, it would swell to the point where it was hard to wear shoes. You couldn't ever really fully move or, or extend your leg because it would just keep pulling on that. It would alternate between kind of a dull, constant pain and a sharp pain right at that spot when you did anything. This happened about 15 years ago, and during that time, how intense would the pain get? On a scale of 1 to 10, at its worst, probably a 9. Mm-hmm. On a normal, kind of average basis, it was somewhere between a 5 and a six or seven. Well, you then really had uh, a background level of pain. And how did that affect your life? You can't really get out and run or do anything else with that type of injury. Right. 
where I noticed it most was just in the inability to get out and run and play with kids mm-hmm. and do family things because you never knew when it was going to pop again. Right. You know, you could have a great day and things were fine. And then you could be walking around or playing you know, basketball with your kids or whatever the next day in the driveway, and mm-hmm. it would pop, and that was the end of it. Absolutely, and I have patients just like you who really are limited by fear that the injury will recur or the pain will come back. Uh, Graham, what did you use to try to help reduce the pain of these several injuries? What they basically said was, you know, here are your painkillers and your anti-inflammatories, mm-hmm. and here's your prescription to physical therapy the usual ice, heat, stretch. I went through one series of treatments where they essentially were using giant metal spoons Mm. to re-break down the injured tissue. They would basically just take the spoon and go up and down your Achilles tendon, pushing it as hard as they could. Mm. That was not a lot of fun. Graham, how did you ultimately decide on uh, platelet-rich plasma therapy for the Achilles tendon injury? That part doesn't get a lot of blood and it doesn't get a lot of anything the healing there is very slow and and usually not very successful. Option one was surgery, and I went and spoke to a doctor about that, and I was a little, well, more than a little bit freaked out by what described. (laughs) They go in and they cut and they, you know, they screw different pieces in, and the fact that he wouldn't really know what he would have to do until he got in there because of the nature of the tear and how it was connected, that was very disconcerting. Yeah, no, I I can understand that. What appealed to you specifically then about uh, platelet-rich plasma therapy? I liked the fact that it wasn't surgery. I liked the fact that it did not preclude surgery if that was the way it went. Mm -hmm. If the PRP hadn't worked, I always had the option to go and get cut. And I liked the fact that it wasn't a bunch of drugs. It wasn't anything external. It was just taking what my body already did and concentrating it. Right. You know, PRP is made from our own blood, and physicians inject concentrated platelets growth factors and proteins into a specific area of the body, like your Achilles tendon. And it's thought that this mixture may help the body rebuild itself. And I'm curious, was it presented that this treatment would heal the wound? It it was presented as that was a definite possibility if we went through and I followed the process. But, you know, I mean, there's always that asterisk of this is what we hope it will do. We're never sure. That's right. I mean, were you concerned at all that our understanding of uh, PRP is still pretty rudimentary and its use is controversial? I was actually not at all concerned about that. Uh, The research that I did online indicated that it had become or was becoming a standard of care in Europe. Mm -hmm. Basically, something that I already have in me. And we weren't injecting a whole bunch of other things. It was just here are your own platelets and here's your own stuff back. Okay, that's what we wanted to have happen anyway. Exactly, it sounds natural. When we come back from the break, we'll ask Graham to describe the experience of having PRP injected. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Myelin Pharmaceuticals, one of the world's leading generic pharmaceutical companies. Discover why at Mylan, quality isn't just a claim, it's a cause we've made personal at seeinsidemylan.com. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives. Reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. Welcome back. We're speaking with Graham McDougall about PRP therapy. Graham, would you tell us what the actual experience of having PRP injected was like? Okay. You show up at the office, you go into the little waiting room, 
um, because it was my right ankle. I took off my sock. <laughs> they'd come in and they'd take a vial of my blood. They would walk out of the room. They'd come back about five minutes later with the spun down shot. Mm-hmm. And then I was basically lying on my stomach so he could get at the back of my heel. Right. The injection went into the area where the Achilles itself had been torn. They'd slap a Band-Aid on it and I'd be out the door. Wow, it sounds pretty fast. How many injections did you have and were they uncomfortable? I went through three shots and they were spaced about two weeks apart. They're shoving a needle. It's already sore and tender there. That one on a scale of 1 to 10 was probably an 11. But the shot was over in... 30 seconds, maybe. Were the effects cumulative? I mean, did the pain continue to improve after each injection? Um, I think so, yeah. You know, I, I think I probably noticed more of a difference kind of after the second uh, and after the third. But again, where I really was noticing the difference was a month later into therapy. Part of my hesitation there is just it was a process. It was not just a, here's your shot, you're better. Exactly. Well, and then tell us, what is the process uh, of recuperation? We went through the three, the three injections. During that period of time, you were in a boot. For me, I was on crutches. Uh-huh. And the idea was to immobilize it as much as possible. Right. When you got through you know, the third shot, then you went back to a normal physical therapy routine uh, to rebuild strength in the leg and, and work on stretching that ligament out again. Well, it sounds like it's not very burdensome and that the recovery period is actually fairly quick. Do you feel that PRP has helped you from injuring your Achilles tendon again? I, I very strongly do, yes. What I see, mm-hmm. both in terms of there isn't a lump on the back of my heel anymore, I haven't re-injured that spot, even though I've continued doing uh-huh. the types of things that I was doing before. I haven't even really felt like I was coming close to re-injuring that spot. That's great. I mean, that's very compelling. If you had other painful conditions, Graham, like osteoarthritis of the knee or acute muscle pain or tennis elbow, would you consider PRP injections? Yes, I would. And, and refresh our memory, did you have any problems associated with the injections? I, I don't recall any complications or side effects at all. That's fantastic. It's been three years since PRP therapy to your Achilles tendon. How are you today? Um, I'm able to play the sports that I want to play. I am able to get out and do things with the kids without being worried that the next step may be my last. Um, I'm able to do the things that I have always enjoyed doing uh, without worrying that I wasn't going to be able to walk the next day. Wow. You know, it's really uh, calmed your fears and renewed your confidence. And finally, what should we all know about platelet-rich plasma therapy for pain? Uh, I don't think it's a short-term answer, um, but I believe very strongly it's a long-term, or it can be a long-term solution, that it's a very viable uh, alternative to just getting cut and screwed back together and going along. And Graham, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you very much for having me. Up next is orthopedic surgeon Dr. Alan Hirahara, who will discuss the ins and outs of platelet-rich plasma therapy for pain. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Horizon Pharma, a biopharmaceutical company that develops and commercializes innovative medicines to target unmet therapeutic needs in arthritis, pain, and inflammatory diseases. And we're back. 
We're here now with Dr. Alan Hirahara, who's an orthopedic surgeon and who also specializes in arthroscopic surgery and sports medicine. Dr. Hirahara's research and experience with PRP has led to many presentations, both at the national level and international level. Dr. Hirahara, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you very much. What exactly is platelet-rich plasma and why are physicians using it today? Platelet-rich plasma is where you take a person's blood, you spin it in a centrifuge mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time and speed. That allows you to separate out the parts of the blood and you get a concentration of platelets and growth factors. You can sometimes have white cells in it or sometimes it's removed, depends on the type of system you use, right. and the red cells are removed. The bottom line is you're concentrating platelets to be there for use in whatever clinical setting you decide. Platelets make and release over, gosh, I think it's 1,100 biologically active proteins, They and they promote tissue regeneration. But what else do they do, Alan? Platelets have a multifactorial function, and not just the platelets, but actually there's other aspects of the serum uh-huh. that also is used in the healing process. So it can do hemostasis, which is stopping blood flow, meaning clotting and preventing bleeding. It can also help with healing and help with other factors as well. Yeah, you know, the theory is that platelet-rich plasma enhances the ability of certain cells to regenerate tissue and to promote healing. What else is unique about it? It's been proven that PRP has good pain control, so it acts as an anti-pain. It's also used as an anti-inflammatory, and that's been proven recently as well. And then lastly, it does help with drawing stem cells to the region during surgery, which will help ensure healing process occurs. Not that it goes faster, it just heals the actual healing will occur. Mm-hmm. You've used this then in surgery and then outside of surgery. What's your experience like with uh, PRP? I've actually been using PRP for over five or six years, mm-hmm. and that's both in surgery and in my clinic. So surgically and non-surgically, I've done over about 2,300 injections. Wow, I mean, that's an extensive experience you have. Alan, it's not FDA approved for injections, though. What is it approved for? The actual FDA in 1999 did approve it for application in an orthopedic site with auto or allograft, meaning that it's basically a general application. So we're allowed to use it whatever way we think is best because they didn't do any specific indications. The surgeon or or doctor can determine where to use it and how. Mm -hmm. Well, some view the use of PRP as off-label, meaning that it's not FDA-approved and lacks high-level clinical evidence. But it is. It is FDA-approved since 1999. And it's been used even way before that. This PRP has been around since the 60s. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like it's a new technology. This is an old technology. The difference is that now we're able to actually much better determine where and how to use it. And in fact, how to make it better too. Yeah. Speaking of technology, platelet-rich plasma therapy is an emerging treatment in a new health sector known as biologics. And I feel that the future may hold more and more biologic treatments rather than bionic treatments, which would be the use of uh, metal replacements for joints, for instance. Biologics refers to taking any type of tissue, manipulating it, using it, and then reapplying it to help encourage healing. That's a great definition of uh, biologic therapies. A patient then has his or her blood spun down in a centrifuge to produce a high concentration of platelets. How high? Okay. Well, basically, as you will know, everyone has a variable amount of platelets in their system. Right. It varies in a very wide range, anywhere from like 100,000 all the way up to 500,000 per microliter, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. However, we don't talk about it in that sense anymore because we realize the absolute amount is not what's critical. It's the amount of concentration. So we talk about it in terms of two times, three times, five times. The systems vary, and 
and on average you get a 2.5 times all the way up to about a 7 or 8 time concentration depending on which system you use. Okay. Our previous guest had uh, three sessions of platelet-rich plasma therapy that was injected around or in his Achilles tendon. And I'm curious, can the blood be stored for later use or does it need to be used right away? We don't know how long this could be used for, stored for long term. And that's really not been done right now. Mm -hmm. And so right now it's all being done, taken, used wherever we need it within the first 20 to 40 minutes on average. Alan, what is the procedure actually like? You come in, you draw the blood, we spin it. Spinning takes five minutes. We come back, we literally inject it right away. And so literally you're in the office 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Now, the other critical point of doing this in the office is it must be done under ultrasound guidance. Because what I said earlier, you have to know how it's used when to use it, and where to put it. Absolutely. And is PRP then injected into an injured site or tissue or around it? It depends. For example, if you have swelling or just tendonitis of the tendon, then yes, what we do is under ultrasound, we bathe the tendon around it Mm -hmm. next to the tendon with the PRP. But if there's like a calcific tendonitis or some partial tear of a tendon or a ligament or a muscle, Mm -hmm. then we get into the tear with the ultrasound into the exact area and then actually inject the PRP into the tear or into the calcium to get healing to occur within the tendon or ligament or muscle. Alan, how many injections are necessary to achieve a beneficial effect and how often? With the mild tendonitis, usually one is more than adequate. If it's going to be something where they have a, a fairly large partial tear or they have a big calcific tendonitis, mm-hmm. that might take two or three injections. Okay. And lastly, if you have something that is just like a big mechanical problem, like a, a meniscal tear, or take a cuff tear. Well, you know what? That's surgical. Right. Don't even bother doing, the te- doing a, a, an injection for that. Sure. If you do an injection every, say, four to seven days, what happens is that the response from the tenocytes, the proliferation of the tenocytes, significantly augments each successive injection. Then another one, four to seven days, you get a sub- successive increase in effect. Let's talk about now the applications of platelet-rich plasma therapy. You know, interestingly, it was uh, used by dentists to enhance wound healing in cancer patients who had jaw reconstructions. And since then, a variety of conditions have responded to PRP therapy. And let's talk about uh, Achilles tendinopathy. What's your experience there? Yes, that's actually a great indication for it. Any tendinopathy in the body, it's a, this is a wonderful application. Alan, help our listeners understand what a tendinopathy actually is. Basically, either swollen, tendinitis, you know, uh, got inflammation, partial tear, heck, even rupture for the most part. It can be even a tendinopathy, any problem with a tendon. What's your specific experience with Achilles tendinopathies? Because some of the research shows symptom improvement, but other research doesn't. I've had some amazing outcomes for my patients, and they've really responded well. Sometimes it takes one, two, or three injections. As I said, it depends on the diagnosis. There's several of my patients who are on their way to surgery until I got them, tried the injections, uh-huh. and then they were fine. That's great. Let's now look at osteoarthritis of the knee. This is increasing due to the aging of the population. Uh, There's an increased uh, interest in delaying joint replacement with the use of uh, steroids intraarticularly or things like hyaluronic acid. But how does PRP play into this? Okay, that's controversial. And -hmm. the reason why it's controversial is because if you look at the studies, and there's been several out in the past two years, PRP is definitely more effective in terms of injection than hyaluronic acid or cortisone. However, it depends on the grade and severity of the knee arthritis. Yeah. So if you're talking about grades one, two, three, which is mild to early arthritis, it's, all of them are effective, but PRP is better. When you're talking grade four, like just ready for a knee replacement, mm-hmm. this is not going to recreate cartilage. So it will help diminish inflammation, help diminish pain, 
it will come right back. Right, right. With a grade 4, the symptoms will return. Studies have shown some clinical benefit with the use of PRP for plantar fasciitis. How useful is it? Pretty good, actually. In fact, I just did an injection literally this week on one of my athletes. Uh Um, And I found it to be highly effective. Um, And the beauty of it is that unlike, say, cortisone, which can make things degenerative, more prone to tearing, Mm -hmm. this doesn't. If it's just an inflammatory process where there's lots of inflammation, you want to get that down, the pain down highly effective. Wow. You know, another common complaint seen in the doctor's office is something called elbow epicondylitis. And this is pain in the elbow from repetitive activities that involve gripping or wrist movements. And it can affect the inner or outer part of the elbow. And it's usually caused by micro trauma to a tendon or a muscle in that area. Let me ask you about lateral epicondylitis, also known as tennis elbow. That has been shown very clearly in several studies now, including the level one uh, randomized prospect blind study this past 2012 was released uh-huh. that it was more effective than all the other treatments. Okay. However, what's been done? What If they had previous cortisones, make sure you know where you're going. Ultrasound guidance to be on the exact spot you want to be because if there's a partial tear, it's high grade, you might need surgery, not injection. So you really have to make sure you know what you're doing, and then you go to the spot where you want to be. Then you have a good chance of being effective. Absolutely. So the diagnosis is critical in making these decisions. Tennis elbow, well, you know, we know that 80 to 90% of the time, patients get better. I mean, they have a spontaneous recovery in about one to two years if they have tennis elbow. So, you know, why use PRP at all? Exactly. And so that's why no one gets it until they failed a course of anti-inflammatories and physical therapy with me. You don't just go straight to that. That's an invasive procedure. So you start with the basics. It's basic medicine. You do the right thing. So those people that are going to get better with the proper treatment of anti-inflammatories and therapy and rest, will treat them that way. And then if they fail, then go on to the next step. Right. Conservative therapies first, followed by more aggressive therapies if they fail. How important is physical therapy to the overall healing process after PRP is injected? For me, it's critical. And I work with um, a group of therapists that are phenomenal. And they're great about education. So it's not about going to the therapist every day or getting treatments. It's about going and learning. What do you do? What do you not do? How do you let this heal? What do you do to make it heal better? Great point. I mean, it's that self-education that can be so empowering. What's the cost of PRP, and is it covered by insurance? There are systems that cost $150. There are systems that cost like $2,000 per injection. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at what system is being used. But then I also told you, each system gives you something different. The one I use is actually costing $150 per unit. And then I only charge my patients $300 total for the injection. That's it. Yeah. I know people charging 2000 wow. And there's currently not reimbursement on that. And then most of the insurances consider this, as you said at the top of the show, experimental, which, as I've kind of shown, it's kind of not. Alan, do you feel that PRP will be used as a performance enhancer for athletes someday? No. All it does is help heal some pathology, some problem, but it's definitely not going to enhance your performance. Right. How about injecting PRP for acute muscle injury in professional athletes? Absolutely. These people get back 33% faster to wow. sport, wow. which in major league sports is a huge amount of time. And how about for arthritis? If we can identify arthritic conditions earlier, I think this can help with calming the inflammatory process within the joint, which may, this is a big may, mm-hmm. potentially 
slow the process. And that's wow. why that's such a huge area of, of, of interest and uh, research right now. Well, that's very exciting. How about the newer biologic injection therapies that are on the horizon? There's tons. And that's a great question because they have, you know, the ability to now start to concentrate stem cells. And the question is, does that help? Do we need to do it? And then the other problem is right now, current stem cell treatments mm-hmm. require you to concentrate white cells as well. Right. One of the current issues of research is looking into trying to get stem cells without the white cell concentration. And Alan, how about heterologous PRP injections? That is, using someone else's blood. Better, I think, to use your own. My concern is rejection. My uh-huh. concern is response to the person, infection from someone else. It's like giving someone a blood donation. It's important for everybody to know that PRP is not a cure-all. It's a specific tool for certain conditions. Alan, what's the takeaway? Any of the itises, it's been generally good for, but again, they have to make sure you have the right diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Inflammatory processes uh, like arthritis as you mentioned, and then, of course, calcific tendonitis, and then lastly, under surgical care as well. Excellent. Dr. Hirohara, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. My pleasure. On Eggs and Gains. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular...